1: What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or, well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available, do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner. And let us wet our beak. M I Z.
0: And a throw it, Slam. This bugs for you, Missouri Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. lock, deep, near side.
1: j Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazod Cast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazod Cast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. With me, as always, is a Tampa pimp, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum dums? And not joining us today, uh, coming down with a really scary case of grayscale is Brian Goers. It's a tough get. I ah, here, there's no cure. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Samuel Tarley. All right. Well, um, <laughs> let's not go too beat down that fucking rabbit hole. Welcome to the Mazzotcast, everybody. It is uh, late July, and there's actually a little bit to talk about in the world of Mizzou football. So we thought we'd bring you a show, and uh, I think what we'll start out with is to talk about recruiting because it's been pretty slow in the fucking world of Mizzou football recruiting, and there's been a lot of talk about how is Barry Odom a recruiter. And there was a little event that they've been holding the last couple of years, Night at the Zoo. Yep. And that really— That is not— them going to the St. Louis Zoo at night either. No. That's hosted I'm, in Columbia, fans. That's right. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. But, yeah, so that jump-started the recruiting, and we went from five commitments to ten, basically, mm-hmm. in the course of a weekend. Yeah. The interesting in the street is this Coach Hill gives a hell of a hand job. <laughs> it seems to work. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this is there's been all this talk coming into the summer and the spring <clears> about these the, the Mizzou 10, all these Missouri guys, you know, these show-me 10, I guess. And sure. uh, to this point, zero Missouri recruits on the board. But I think we've mentioned before, does that really matter? We've never been well, really inside the borders anyway. Well, there's a new narrative now. And five of our 10 recruits ten, apparently come from the state of Texas, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you know, Colin, tends to put out a couple more recruits a year than the state of Missouri. Well, I mean, it's no secret. Gary Pinkle lived in Texas. Yeah. And I push back against the narrative that, when mizzou moved to the sec that that Mm -hmm. door was suddenly going to swing shut i know one of the the talk show hosts i listened to out of the kansas city was always like well what's missouri going to do when texas dries up and they have to start really um recruiting outside of texas i'm like why do we have to stop recruiting outside of texas and what in what world is that is texas not part of the south in what world do we not have an sec team in the state of texas i Mm -hmm. But that was the narrative. But God, if you listen to Kansas sports radio, it is so heavily slided towards the uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Everything Mizzou does is yeah, second, Th- second t- guess. To, to listen to them, you would think that just the worst decision Mizzou ever made was leaving the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Like what, well, boy? They have boy. Did they really step in it? Well, Barry Odom is clearly putting his foot down and going into Texas hard. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a smart move. I mean, we have what everybody talks about, one of the best recruiting classes coming out of Missouri and ever, maybe, years. And And we're still a fraction of what Texas does every single – Yeah, there's 10 kids total. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like the top 100 in Texas is, you know, some of the best kids in the country. So why not get those guys? Apparently they want to play here, so – And I always wonder when you've got a talent-rich area like Texas, if you take some of the kids that – are maybe considered the twenty seventh best player in Texas mm-hmm. or the fifty fourth player in Texas and you move in Missouri, are they part of the Missouri ten at that point? Sometimes I feel like the star rankings are just muddied by the fact that the other states are weighted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when you have four hundred good You can't call recruit, them all five stars. Yeah, you can't give so. them all four and five stars and somebody gets left behind. I know, you know, in the Gary Pinkle days and the Big Twelve days, guys like Chase Daniel were terrific talent. would be that name. But just Smaller, you know, yeah. Chase Daniels was undersized. I think when you have a huge state like that with so many recruits, you can pay, you those teams pay more attention to size. But mm-hmm. Missouri, I mean, when you only got 10 first class recruits in your best year, I bet size doesn't come into play quite as much. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I noticed about this group of kids that came in is that uh, only one of them was an offensive player. We mm-hmm. went really heavy. Um, recruiting defenders, which yeah. I think is good. Clearly. Linebackers, particularly, which we need. Yeah. We got uh, Cam Taylor. That's another thing. Uh, they're all named Cam or Cameron. Brennan, there are only three of them are named Cam. Only three of the five. I, I said all. Yeah, so Cam Taylor is not listed as an athlete, but Missouri's looking at him as a safety. Chad Bailey, who is the lone four-star at this point, is a linebacker. Six-foot, 235-pound mm-hmm. linebacker who came to Mizzou as a result of Old Miss stepping in it, what happened in Old Miss? <laughs> we'll get into that later, Brennan. Okay, but he made, you better believe it. He, well. he he apparently had uh, whittled it down to Mizzou and Old Miss, and then some things have gone on in the news of late, and then helped made Missouri look a uh, lot better. Made Chad uh, decide that uh, he'd take his four stars to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that, and the, we did get a wide receiver out of the group. We got two linebackers, a defensive back, and as I mentioned, Cam Taylor, the athlete slash safety so you know cam scott is a three-star wide receiver 6'1 156 pounds mm-hmm. it's and, a good sized uh, receiver he's tall he's got a little you know at 156 he's got some meat to put on the bone but six-one's a nice size and uh Especially when we, you know, with Mason and, and Jonathan Johnson, we are sort of on that six foot or under mm-hmm. uh, for a, a couple of our deeper receivers. Vincent Gray, mm-hmm. 6'2", 180 to and eighty two pound corner, another three star recruit. Yeah, he was the first one of that group. I think Friday he committed to Missouri before the night at the zoo event, but he got the ball rolling over the weekend. Cameron Wilkins, mm-hmm. he's three star, six two, two thirty four linebacker. I read on him like here is how the star system is hot garbage. Hot garbage he was listed as too big to play linebacker Brennan but too small to play defensive end and now he's only a three star recruit and i look at the size and i go too small too small for college too small in the nfl a 62 234 linebacker is just a linebacker mm-hmm. you know what i mean i it but my thing is is like is this kid just matured <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. like is he just a man already i just when i saw that take in on one of the uh, recruiting breakdowns who was was obviously written by a 32-year-old virgin who covers a lot of high school sports and blogs about it. Pete (laughs) Scandleberry? Probably. That that analysis to me was just ridiculous. Hmm. College doesn't have tweeners. You know what I mean? Tweeners are for the NFL. Yeah. It's interesting, football recruiting, because high school kids mature so much when they come to college. I mean, you look at these guys when they're freshmen, when they're going to be seniors. I mean— they don't even look like the same guys, the well, meat they put on. And you could take a guy like Cam Scott, 6'1", 156 wide receiver. I grew two inches when I got into college. You know, what if he starts out to be a 6'3", 180-pound wide receiver by the time he's a senior? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not predicting that, but it's plausible. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah, I'm happy with this. It's three three stars, one four-star. It's what we live in. Well, I have a question for you, Colin. This night at the zoo, you get five guys to commit. Do you think this is all orchestrated by the coaching
0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Steph, I mean, did, yeah. I, I don't think it's like they spent the night at Mizzou and they fell they so in love party, yeah. with the slumber party after, you know, playing Bloody Mary and I can see popcorn. it now, Brennan. They're, they're all wearing lacy underwear having mm-hmm. pillow fights. <laughs> yes. And they're like, I
0: want to stay here forever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I, I mean, I, I have to think that they've talked to the coaches. They're like, okay, we're glad you want to commit hold it off publicly until we have this nothing mm-hmm. to do because we're my big stink out of it Yeah, and so uh, yeah none of the Missouri guys on board yet the question is what's to become of that show yeah. me tin I mean and well, what they do made you a big stink except, out of that too yeah but it's that nothing's come of that yet It's that's more of a stink like you the smell that comes from your Indian neighbor's uh, apartment hmm That's That's a different kind. Yeah. Well, and I think they maybe played that whole thing wrong PR-wise because they made it sound like if we didn't get all 10 guys. Brendan. When was Mizzou? (laughs) When has Mizzou ever played anything wrong on PR? Yeah. That seems silly talk right there. I mean, if we get three, like a really strong three guys out of that group, I think it'll be a good... At this point, that would be great. Well, (laughs) I don't think at this point. I just think in general, it would have always been good. Well, I think we should preface this by saying... Well, hey, this is a nice list of fellas, until Ohio State, at the mm-hmm. last minute, comes in and scoops one of these guys away, so don't be... That's what you always had to... I mean, you're pie in the sky if you don't expect... If these are guys are as if, good as everybody talks about... Tom Herman walks up to Chad Bailey's house in Texas and says, Hi, want to come to Texas? I mean, don't be shocked if we're dealing with another tweet storm from asshats, giving 18-year-old kids the business for <laughs> switching their commitments late, yeah. but right now, looks terrific. Yeah, it does, and uh, you know it's, it's still early. I mean, we got ten commitments. I think we drew our ranking, team ranking, jumped up like twenty points overnight, basically with all these mm-hmm. new guys on board. But the team rankings are worthless at this point because this, the classes are half filled out. You, know? you don't the, know, the team rankings are worthless once they're players. I mean, look <laughs> that's at that's a the, good point. You know, Tennessee was is, has was supposed to win the East for like three straight years running, but they did. No, right. No, they did not. They won some sort of championship. They won the life championship. Oh, right. Well, that's more important than the championship. <laughs> sure it is. And a lot of these guys, a lot of the better guys, they do wait before they make their commitment. They wait yeah. until signing the last possible moment. So we'll never know. I mean, I mean, we will know. But it gets to the point where I've never followed these recruiting things no, fast, no. fast and tight. Because it just, it just seems like such a waste, tremendous waste of time to worry about a 17-year-old kid's college decision. Imagine driving all over the it. state to watch high school football. I mean, listen, I don't begrudge anybody that does it. I have a friend who does it for basketball. goes all over the place. Couldn't tell me enough about the Porter brothers three years ago when they were mm-hmm. playing in Tilton. You know what I mean? I'm like, boy, I don't care. Tilton. <laughs> Incorrect. Anyway, the fact is, is that there's no point in getting all revved up. Because, again, these guys may not commit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm revved up when the spring game starts and they're in a uniform. Right. But up until that point, I mean, even when, like, they were recruiting Drew Locke and he was on the Elite 11 on ESPN with Trent Dilfer, who got shit-canned by ESPN, mm-hmm. by the way, and people were like, ooh, this kid, this kid, he, he, I think he's coming to Mizzou. His dad went to Mizzou. Like, who cares? Until yeah. he is on the field, it doesn't matter. Well, that that uh, leads me to the point of of filling holes. I think that's... Because a lot of times Ooh, let's people... talk about that. <laughs> yes. Tell me more. Well, people <laughs> focus on the star system so much. And for me, the most important thing for our Missouri is where do we need recruits the most? And like... We got this James Foster kid a while back out of Alabama who's supposed to be a great quarterback. And, you know, that looks good because Drew Locke is now a junior, mm-hmm. and we're going to need a quarterback. And who knows if we have one in the – you always want one good quarterback in every recruiting It feels cycle. like just yesterday we were talking about him being foisted into the starting position as a freshman mm-hmm. because Matty Mock was a raging cokehead. Yes. And now here we are getting ready to start his junior season. And Matty Mock is still a raging cokehead. <laughs> That's – I can only assume. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think a defense, you know, the more the merrier, based on the you know, just a piss poor showing we saw last year. Who knows who's gonna step up and be good this year? But certainly to see new linebackers coming in makes me feel more confident for the future. Yeah. yeah. And um well, and, I'll tell you what, Michael Shearer went down, there's certainly nobody that really lit the world on fire. I mean, Beisel was solid. Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. I mean, as big a personality as he was, he wasn't like he was all over the field Quintrell brothers style. I mean yeah. he was just he came in and played solid football. Now, some of the Garretts and some of the other guys, not so much. Yeah. But, um, you know, Beisel was solid, but not spectacular. So we need some talent in the middle of that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I mean, I'm happy that uh, we're not stuck. That's That was my big fear, was that we were just going to be stuck and uh, on the five. And then that, that whole narrative of Barry Odom not being able to recruit might play itself out to be true. But I don't know. I think uh, this gave me a little more hope and optimism going into the season. And then... I think we're, Colin, we're only 40 days away from actual football, like four Saturdays away from actual football. I know. I drove home, As I was driving home from work tonight, I was like, man, it's gonna, pretty soon it's going to be here. I'm going to be looking forward to Saturdays. Oh, and, I know. Because right now I dread them because all it means I get to fucking mow grass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. pretty soon it's going to be college football. Yeah. can you? And ignoring my children, it's of been, course. Of course. How long has it been since we've had an around the horn with the SEC? Or, I know. We're covered Kansas football. <laughs> Or <laughs> As talk to the, the Paul Finebot. I know. Uh, how's he doing, by the way? Have you gotten the rest off? Uh, Paul Finebot is going. I'm programming him now. He's going to be ready for the show. He's in the shop. He's in the shop. He's. We're getting him ready. Uh, he'll be ready for the game time. If, if For any new listeners we have, Paul Finebot is uh, my creation. Mm-hmm. He is a robot I've programmed to be exactly like Paul Finebot. The assumption he being us. that Paul Feinbott, the real Paul Feinbott, would never deign go on this show. Well, certainly not. Yeah, so we certainly not sitting on a segment like the SC, around the horn with the SEC. So that is why I created the Paul Feinbaum. And Colin created it so that he would answer questions exactly as Paul Feinbaum would do mm, yeah. T- to the letter. I mean, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So we'll, we'll bring him as we do every year. Uh, but let's move on, Colin. There's another event going on this weekend in Mizzou Arena, the first ever sort of. Mizzou basketball alumni game. Uh, yeah, this was Demary Carroll idea. and uh, Lawrence Bowers put this together, I mm-hmm. guess, for charity. Well, somebody put it together and asked them if they'd participate. <laughs> be the name sponsors yeah. of it. Yeah, and so a lot of familiar names came back to Mizzou Arena. Uh, I think it was like five dollar ticket to get in. Like I said, it was yeah. all for charity. And they raised like forty k. Yeah, there is a lot of money. They got it, a lot of a nice crowd. Mm-hmm. I'd say five thousand people were probably there. Yeah. Well, I mean approaching the uh, regular attendance of Mizzou games during the Commander oh, Anderson beat era. several of the, those games. <laughs> yeah. By all accounts, I wasn't at the game. But by all accounts, it was a lot of fun, and every time out and every break, they did a lot of interaction mm-hmm. with the fans. And The only disappointment I, I saw on Twitter was, like, DeMarie Carroll, because he is still in the MEA. Mm-hmm. He sat out. He didn't yeah. play. Yeah. There was some of that. Um, and then it wasn't just basketball players either. There were football players in yeah. there. I think Tony Saunders. Yeah, uh, Sean Weatherspoon. Rucker. Yeah. <laughs> Rucker was out there. Yeah. Con- or no. Uh, yeah, Coney Ely, I think, was on no, there. No, 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 no. Coney Ely. It was uh, the, the old tight in Michael Eggnew. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was a, a lot of old basketball players, a lot of old football players, and uh, the, the talk about it afterwards was just the the change in atmosphere. You know, obviously mizzou has been beaten up so bad over the last couple of years, both on the court and just in the press, mm-hmm. and to have something that was just to feel good, yeah, I think it felt good. And uh, somebody said that it was like the most boisterous M I Z Z O U cheer they've heard in that arena in three years. Well, that's about to change. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, the, and I think I think really the basketball team is the impetus of all this. You know what I mean? People feel excited about basketball again. We've got these big time recruits because the season hasn't started in football. We're optimistic about that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, and you know, we're Jim Sterk is raising money. Apparently he is amazing at doing that. Mm -hmm. like, He's setting records for fundraising, and uh, everything's just coming up Mizzou. I mean, as long as you don't read the New York Times and um, or or follow Clay Travis Clay Travis on Twitter. But um, yeah, the real story for, to me to this game was, who wasn't there? I was disappointed. I was looking for, like, I remember Tiller. Oh, yeah. I you know, I never, there was never a player that played for Mizzou that made me feel more like I could play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I liked him because he had a brain for a head. <laughs> <laughs> how about gilbert remember gilbert, yeah, yeah, there, gilbert there wasn't a place on the court he wasn't open <laughs> the great thing about watching him play was when he'd get on though you'd beat anybody because yeah. he would pull it from the hash mark and shoot it backwards and would go in i would like to see him on the court with olenny and mark atkins too because oh, all of those guys would just you have out. to play with three basketballs yeah oh, you know who i'd like to see Corey tate he would literally eat McDonald's cheeseburgers on the court <laughs> while playing basketball. Most of these guys look like they did that a lot <laughs> since they've been out of the game. Where were Sammy and Simeon Haley? The, Where were the Twin the, Towers at? The Haley brothers? Yeah, I don't know. Are they still alive? I, I don't, don't know. Something tells me they died of heart disease long ago. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just time. Well, speaking of heart disease, is Monty Hart still alive? Because he could have <laughs> got out there. God, he there's so many people that he didn't couldn't show run them. at 19 years old. Imagine what it's like now. He's probably what? How old would he be? Like. Thirty-eight, probably uh, yeah, something in I that guess ballpark. So. I'm sure he's got ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure had them when he's younger. Yeah, and uh, I think the biggest change. I mean, there were a lot of guys who they maybe put on a couple pounds since their playing days. Uh, let's talk about Jason Sutherland. <laughs> oh boy, time. Father, time has not been good to Jason. <laughs> Jason Sutherland, who was always quite the scrappy player. Everybody mm-hmm. always hated yeah. him. The opponents always hated yeah. him for his play. But he was clean cut looking kid. Yeah, and uh, now he has clean shaven on his head. Yeah, he's sporting this long terrifying goatee beard and is covered in like a sleeve of tattoos and he looks like an extra from pirates of the caribbean <laughs> yeah oh who's the other who's the other pipsqueak white kid that was out there oh oh brian grower brian grower that now brian Grauer looks uh like louis ck if louis ck was in really worse shape <laughs> really <laughs> no it's not quite that bad i didn't i didn't notice I, that no. <laughs> No, it's not quite that bad. Mm-hmm. He has more hair, anyway. But yeah, it's it was pretty noticeable that most of these fellows had maybe let themselves go a bit, as mm-hmm. we all have as we've aged. Brendan, I'm yeah. not the swell stealth, you know, beauty that I was when I was 19 years no, old. You're not. No, no. Uh, you know who I wish was there as yeah. a former player? Colin Vandersex. I wish he was a former player, <laughs> but he's not. He's not going to be invited he's... to any alumni <laughs> games. You know who wasn't there was Michael Dixon. Yeah, I wonder. wonder why. What, um, they lost his number apparently. Yeah, I wonder why. I didn't see Ricky Clemens on the on the on the court either. No, it's weird. They had a game at the Leavenworth uh, <laughs> at the Leavenworth League that night. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. So. They put up double doubles. Yeah. I would just like to see King Arthur. Yeah, hey, it was a big time. man. Yeah, and Javon Crudup. up mm-hmm. so many. Yeah, so many names. Where was Doug Smith at? Yeah, remember Anthony Doug Peeler, Smith? Anthony Peeler? No, those guys are in wheelchairs I now. I remember. <laughs> yeah, let's get the member berries out. <laughs> That's what this game was. It was the member berries game. That's what they should rename it. Oh, yeah. The second annual Member Berries game. (laughs) I love it. I like it. (laughs) You remember when Corey Tate (laughs) killed Kansas at the free throw line? Member Tyus (laughs) Edney? I remember. Yeah. No Kim English either. No, but Kim English is doing something. I think he's working with Frank Haith in Tulsa. Yeah, he's got like a a legit job as a coach or something. Now, I'm not going to talk out of school here. I mean, this is all rumor mill because that's what we trade in. Mm -hmm. Somebody told me that they didn't necessarily want Kim English there, that he's a bit of an ego Well, I mean, I've just heard him on the radio, so every time he'll do interviews when he Uh wasn't coaching. I know he was very vocal on Twitter. I mean, he'd mix it up. He had a lot of strong opinions. Yeah. He was a very Stephen A. Smith, uh, in his the I don't know. I, that's, I the quote I heard was that they didn't invite Kim English because they didn't want it to be the Kim English show. Yeah, well, which now again I don't know Kim English. I don't know him from Adam. I don't know him by reputation even, but that's just something I yeah heard. I've heard that too. You know, you've got Damaris Carroll there, who is actually an NBA player and has mm-hmm. had a you know basically a tenure. Career, yeah, and he would he would have to sit in Kim English's shadow, (laughs) who spent 15 seconds on the the end of the Pistons bench for 15 minutes, and it's like, and probably would be coaching up Carol down the court. Like, what you need to do here, yeah, right. Yeah, he's a coach. So Colin I mean ultimately this game was meant nothing and was fun but it was fun and it is also sort of a lead-in enthusiasm wise to what everybody's hopeful for in the season coming up yeah we're hopeful that this game will be replaced by at some point it'll be the Damari Carroll jonte or Michael, Michael Porter, jr., jr Jr. So we can, I mean, nothing. It's Bowers, but let's get a couple of NBAers <laughs> smacking their name on this. Maybe. Yeah, Colin. Before we go into the break, I just want to lead into. We are going to talk a little bit about SEC news. Sure, we're going to go around the horn. Mm. Well, not all the way around the horn. No, we're specifically going to focus on one area. Uh, a lot of people have asked us to weigh in on a certain situation. So um, we wait on a little bit before. Yeah, we've been talking about it for. A year. May on, not on a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that ballpark. And we have many thoughts. And so, uh, our thoughts gonna, are many. Yes. We're going to collect ourselves and then we will address the situation in Old Miss with a certain man named Hugh Freeze after the break. This is a Mazatcast. Like a hand job with Icy Hot, the Mazat Cast. And we're back, everybody, and we are going to talk a little SEC news, though so, I'm pretty excited about this one, Colin. There are not games to necessarily report, but there is a little news for us to talk about. So let's go around the horn.
0: Jesus loves football.
1: Why don't we start in Oxford, Mississippi, Colin? <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, there was a coaching change. I don't know. Have you heard about this? It's shocking news. Yeah. So uh, for a long time, Hugh Freeze was beloved in Ole Miss. And I don't know. We've been talking nigh hmm, on a year uh, about some irregularities happening down there in Ole Miss territory. Well, and even before the irregularities, bring in, we perceived Coach Freeze to be a bit of a charlatan. Yes. We thought maybe he was disingenuous. Hmm. He had a lot of things to say that were inspirational, and he seemed to bring up the the Bible a lot. He Mm -hmm. uh, liked to let everyone know that he was Christian all the time, every moment of every day. I think the first time it really hit my radar um, was, I don't know, like two years ago Mm -hmm. when the story came out that Hugh Freeze was basically telling recruits that Dan Mullins was like an atheist or something. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) And Dan Mullins basically responded, like, I don't need to be on Twitter quoting scripture every day to be a Christian. Right. And uh, you made the point that um, religion is all well and good, but it's not against the law to be an atheist. Even if he were, (laughs) which he's not, but uh, you know, yeah. But I, I think then, I mean. It's just like, if, are you truly Christian when you're throwing other people under the bus? I mean, some of the actions. And then, of course, the NCAA finds some irregularities when one of their players gets drafted and mentions. Laramie uh, Tunsell before the draft. He uh, said something about, you know, being paid. Mm-hmm. When, when he had his gas mask in his pot. Yeah, and mom. then um, text messages between coaches about not being able to make a rent. And mm-hmm. just fire started popping up everywhere. Uh, and, there was smoke everywhere and... And he, Ole Miss was sticking by their gun. And their coach. Freeze's uh, company line to this entirety of this was didn't know nothing about it, got nothing to say about it. Mm-hmm. First, he, I've heard of any of it. And he tweeted out, "If you have any real yeah. dirt on me, put it out there. Because if you can find it, which a let tweet me. that he deleted later, yeah, strangely, yeah, and Weird. so uh, interestingly enough, the hubbub started uh, SEC media days while we were down there in Hoover." And well, the, before we get there, Brendan, okay, let's just preface it by saying so. The, the NCAA sanction started, and that was where we really thought this is where. This is what's going to we get nail, We nailed Hugh Freeze to a wall. We've. Mm-hmm. This is proves that he's a disingenuous shitbag that we always presumed that he was. They've already given up their bowl game for this yeah, year. It'll they self-imposed sanctions. They know something's coming. NCAA says lack of institutional control. Yeah, but the Hugh Freeze worst thing is, you can have. Exactly. And uh, the institution is led by one Hugh Freeze. But, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the fact that it had no institutional control is because he didn't know how much cheating was going on. Mm. Like, there was a lot of cheating going on, and it was really inefficient because you weren't. You know, running it right. Right. You know, maybe that was the NCAA's point. But... But anyway... So anyway, at Media Days, uh, former Ole Miss coach, Houston Nutt, and his attorney came out with a... Yeah, he busted a nut all over, Hugh Freeze. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a blistering statement about how uh, Ole Miss had been... uh, had injured his character, his public uh, persona, and... and, Their plan had basically been to shift blame to Houston Nutt, and uh it, it was all on his watch, even though it basically... I mean, they shot a hole in that. Like, last year on signing day, they basically made this claim, and it was just a stall tactic, because immediately following signing day, it all kind of came out in the wash that, you know, this wasn't all on Houston Nuts' watch. Mm-hmm. But the, I think they only did that, like, let's get past signing day, so mm-hmm. people don't know what, colossal, what a colossal hypocrite I am. Yeah, so uh, from this statement, uh, something came about, and there was a uh, perceived phone call that well, was made. Yeah, Houston, not doing his due diligence, got mm-hmm. uh, the, phone records. the phone records from the old missed cell phone. That, mm-hmm. that uh, was the university's own phone, mm-hmm. so it was public records, the phone records. Yeah. And there was a phone number that was a little odd. <laughs> Tell <laughs> it, me more, Brendan. Well, it apparently directed to a Tampa Bay uh, escort service. And, what yes, does an escort service, do, Brendan, I'm unfamiliar. Well, that is where if say you wanted to get your cock sucked, <laughs> but you didn't want to court the lady, you just wanted to skip right ahead where you paid her some money and she proceeded to suck your cock mm. or whatever you're into. I don't know. Maybe I, can't f- I haven't heard of this. <laughs> Sounds like we be right up my alley. <laughs> yep. So So uh, anyway, uh, the number was dialed one time for a minute. One minute. And uh, Hugh Free stated that it uh, <laughs> must have been a misdial. This is this is the best part. It, he he said a pocket dial, Brendan. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. pocket dial, yes. Now, an old misdial. We can all relate to that, Brittany. <laughs> you know, if you've got an iPhone or any of the mm-hmm. smartphones these days, you program numbers in. Sure, and it's easy to that last number you called or your favorites list to accidentally, you know, while it's in your pocket, to call somebody whose number is saved in your phone. Now that mm-hmm. is where this story starts to. Lose a little water. Okay, tell me why. Well, because Hugh Freeze would have us believe mm-hmm. that he accidentally pocket-dialed 10 random digits. Yeah,
0: and he happened all at to once hit the escort and, lottery.
1: Yeah, he dialed 10 random digits, and only 10 random digits, mm-hmm. consecutively. And, and then, the send button. And then accidentally hit the send button, mm-hmm. and didn't notice for a full minute. Right. Yeah, it's uh. a... Yeah. It, it's uh. Oh. Impressive belief. Incredulity. Well, my thing is is like, okay, he's fucking horse. So mm-hmm. he's even more of a hypocrite than we ever could have imagined. Yes. I mean, this was like winning the lottery for us. <laughs> and uh, because and and then um he fucking flat out lies about it. So he's yeah. a he's an adulterer. Yes. He's a fucking liar, right. <laughs> a ranted hypocrite, you know. Yes. And, you know, we bring the, the very public Christianity into the mix because, say he wasn't like that. Say he was just some regular old coach mm-hmm. like uh, Butch Jones. Yeah, sure. And uh, and this would happen. Of course, he'd catch all kinds of shit for it. Mm-hmm. But there is an added level when you proclaim yourself to be so devout mm-hmm. that, you, frankly, you set yourself up. I mean, I would never do that because I know I couldn't live up to it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I I'm I'm always baffled by the people that wear like a crucifix around their neck or get a, a crucifix tattooed on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. I would feel like a complete shitbag every time I robbed people. <laughs> right. You know, that would make I, me feel terrible. Yeah, and so uh, anyway, this at first, old old Miss was going to stick to their story about uh, this being a missed dial, but uh, they did decide that they were going to proceed to look through the phone records a little bit more, and they found multiple inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't. Say that it was specifically horse, mm. but I can only assume it was horse. Right, it's likely horse. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and so they, there was a pattern of behavior that was inconsistent with the values of the Ole Miss football program. Hmm, I'm not sure that's true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the interesting thing is, just days ago, the uh, athletic director, at Ole Miss, said that Hugh Freeze represented the football program and their values so well. Mm-hmm, and sure. uh, days later, he's gone. Well, he stepped down. Found out he likes whores Yes, and not only did he step down, he. If you're Louisville, away- that's a cool. That's cool. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't represent what they want at Ole yeah, Miss. Petrino he walked away basically from $5 million on his contract. He didn't walk away from it. He resigned. Yeah. And there's, thinking, there's a thing called. Uh, yes, it what, what do they call that? A Moral turpitude clause. Yeah, that to where he says you won't fuck horse. Mm-hmm. And if you fuck horse. Or whores, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> and if you fuck horse. Mm-hmm. Then you lose that ability to collect yeah, on that contract. There will be no severance pay. So let's not pretend that Hugh Freeze, out of the goodness of his heart, which we know he doesn't have, mm-hmm. said, "You know what, guys, just keep the money." Well, you're not saying he doesn't have a heart, but I would say it's small, shriveled, and black. <laughs> the great thing about this was is when we, brennan had made a a, a nice little uh, image of a Webster's Dictionary mm-hmm. describing the word hypocrisy, and he had a little fun with Hugh Freeze with it, and that was I don't know two or three months ago. Mm and um we put it up and it got a lot of traction mm-hmm. and On uh, Twitter. oh yeah old miss fans were were up in arms about it they got hot and we went back and forth with old miss fans for about 2 days and it was it was uh, well. Hugh Freeze got back to us. Yeah, well, Hugh, That's what really stemmed it. Hugh Freeze literally responded to our tweet. They were so rabid. Like we have, I don't know, like twenty some reviews on the show on iTunes, mm-hmm. and the last two we got were from, like old Miss fans who were just shitting on us. Mm-hmm. Like they were so mad, they went to iTunes, and, and reviewed the show that they hadn't listened to. They were just mm-hmm. like, "Fuck these guys!" <laughs> yes, because they don't like Hugh Freeze. Well, and the, you know, they said that you know they they stood by his values all the time, and and frankly. To me, like well over a year ago, I called him out as a hypocrite, and -hmm. and I don't know Hugh Freeze, but to me, when I see people that are that boisterous and vocal about their faith, it it smacks of hypocrisy because the fact is that, A, nobody can live up to this stuff, and, and just, B, it's the easiest way to gain credibility. There's two ways to gain credibility if you're like a coach or a politician. Say how much you love God and say how much you love the troops. And you don't actually have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You can just say this stuff and everybody's going to be like, congratulations, you're a hero. Mm-hmm. And so he he went for that low-hanging fruit. And my grandmother, who is the most devout Christian I've ever met, never publicly stated anything about her religion. No. She did it all quietly. You know how I know she was the best Christian I ever knew, Brandon? Because mm. I never heard her judge anybody, <laughs> ever. You yeah. know, never passing judgment on anybody else's. The lifestyle. opposite of you, you yeah, me exactly. And we are not devout Christians, nor are we are we good Christians or any other
0: thing we're that is good Christian. People,
1: I mean, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that. Mm. If there's something so satisfying about it, and people are probably like, "God, how Paul and petty are you guys to mm. enjoy the downfall of this great man so much?" Except that he authored it himself. Yeah. I mean, yes, we are dancing on his grave, <laughs> but we are tap dancing it up. But we are just wearing the tap shoes. He's holding the shovel. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, so he did it to himself. And to me, it was visible all along. You could mm-hmm. see it coming a well, mile away. Especially in today's world, there seems to be a healthy lack of cynicism, mm-hmm. yes. skepticism. For a, yeah, it's for, for for some of this stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like just take him at his word. Yeah, just yeah, just take everybody at their word. And and like for old Miss fans, pointing out the hypocrisies or pointing out the irregularities. It's like they just won't see him. It's mm-hmm. just willful ignorance. It's yeah, like, limits. I don't care what he said yesterday, and it doesn't match up to today. I don't care because I love Hugh Freeze. So it doesn't right. matter that he got caught lying. It doesn't matter that he got caught fucking horse. Because if you go and type in Hugh Freeze, there is a lot of you know people dancing on Hugh Freeze's grave. But there's still a lot of people going, good for you, coach. We're always behind you. You know, you know everybody fails in God's eyes and sometimes. Pick yourself back up. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can you... It's mind boggling. Yeah. Well, and that's the other reaction has been well, you don't have to celebrate it because everybody makes mistakes. You know, who isn't a Christian and hasn't had failings and things? Well, you don't have to be a Christian. You can be any, we all have failings, but to put yourself out there as this, like, what well, leader of men Look, and I'm, this inspirer of people, and telling them how to live their life, and then to be doing this on the sly. And frankly, the talk has been, and more and more now that the story's out, is that everybody in Oxford knew about it. The problem that—that's the point. I mean, we believe our grandmother to be the best Christian who ever was or will be. If she loved whores, nobody's going to dance on her grave when they find out because my grandmother didn't go around telling everybody what a great Christian she mm-hmm. was That's or right. passing judgment on Dan Mullins or whatever the fuck his what name Mullin Mullen. Mullen. Whatever the fuck his name is. Incor- he didn't go passing judgment on whomever, you know? Incorrect. He just, she just was, mm-hmm. you know? It's... It, it, To me, it has been so transparent since the moment we got to the SEC, and Mm -hmm. I just started—you know—really didn't know much about Hugh Freeze until we got in the SEC. And then I, you know, of course, I followed every coach in the SEC, and I started following all the programs and realized—not well enough to know Dan Mullen's name. (laughs) I don't know anybody's name. I think Mm, we know that by now, but. And it just like wow, this guy seems like a real skis bag. Yeah, and maybe that's a judgment. Maybe that says more about me than you freeze. But I just <laughs> like, for the moment, I started reading, so I'm like, what a load of crap. Well, I think what it also shows is that it's not just the, the these people talk about what great Christians they are, but their real religion is football. Yeah. Because if you beat Alabama twice, you can mm. do anything in yeah. their eyes. Yeah, you can murder someone. And fuck whores, obviously. I mean, yeah. he didn't murder anybody. Maybe they, maybe that would be the straw that breaks the camel's maybe back. Maybe he murdered a hooker. But the thing is, is Hugh Freeze could get on a camera tomorrow and say, I didn't murder her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see the 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 video, the graphic, graphic video of him murdering somebody. And if Hugh Freeze got on, got on the news the next day in Oxford, Mississippi, and said, I didn't kill that person. That's fake news. That's right. <laughs> They'd be like, hashtag failing New York Times. Hashtag sad. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, you know what? You freeze is right. Yeah. It's fake news. That Who knows who that video has been doctored? I stand by my coach. <laughs> yeah. I stand by Coach Mullen. Mullen. <laughs> God damn it. I can't get Coach, coach Freeze. <laughs> I'm all worked yeah. up. Well, the result of this, Colin, is that uh, there's an opening. There's an opening in uh, Oxford. And it's it's interesting because right away, you know how SEC loves retreads. Oh, the first yeah. thing I heard was something you suggested to me earlier, which is Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Well, and uh, our a good friend, Brett Sally, uh-huh. said, put out a – Tweet like two days ago, as soon as this firing happened, he looked up the last like 10 follows. That Lane Kiffin had made, Uh he'd followed a bunch of old fans. He's obviously in. He's he's, he's, he's ready. Oh, uh, Lane Kiffin would absolutely take that job and leave UCF without ever having coached a game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it's a perfect marriage. You got a toxic coach and a toxic program. Let's put them together and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, it's a perfect mix. Imagine how much noxious fumes would come off of that marriage. The way the SEC works, they would rather have a toxic coach who they've heard of Mm -hmm. than a really good coach with no track record of in you know. Crazy behavior. What's that guy like UCLA Dike or whatever? I don't even got to look over it. He's No, of California. On the west Coast. Yeah, anything west of the Rockies. Forget about it. <laughs> and, and then, of course, the news the last couple of days has been um, Les Miles. Ugh. Well, at least that that makes sense. It's not really news me, so much as it is. To me, though, Les Miles would be a damn fool to take the job. Anybody w- who wants to have a long term career in college football would not want to touch that program. It well, is like you said. Toxic. I saw on Twitter or somebody was talking to Clay Travis, like, "What about um, Chip Kelly?" And he's like. Mm-hmm. You might as well call Bill Belichick. Chip Kelly's not going to Old Miss. That's right. Yeah, I but Old Miss with fans him. are like, don't they know we're Old Miss It's Like, mm-hmm. the only people that don't know what Old Miss is is Old Miss fans. Yeah, <laughs> you know, how about the ghost of Newt Rockney? And that's not saying that's 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 the same as Mizzou. I mean, like, it, it, you know, we hired Barry Odom because we can hire Barry Odom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Chip Kelly wouldn't come to Mizzou either. Exactly. You know? But yeah. the difference between I feel like Missouri fans and like old miss fans and a lot of fans in the south it's missouri fans tend to me seem more realistic about who they are who they are and what they are you know like you know georgia seems to think they're going to win the national championship every year Mm -hmm. and mizzou fans are like we have no expectation to do that it'd be great if we did Mm -hmm. and maybe it's because we're downtrodden or maybe it's because we're the show me state and we literally do need to to see evidence but uh yeah, it's, old Miss people are crazy if they think that Chip mm-hmm. Kelly or, why don't think. go, you know what, who should do It's call Nick Saban. He's really done a heck of a bang-up <laughs> job at Alabama. He's Yeah, we would we'll just have him up here for dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, but who is going to take that job, Colin? I don't know, but I'll take the job. <laughs> you would? I would take that job. <laughs> it's better than what you have now. What, but Colin, well, well, let me tell you this. Uh-huh. I'm a died in the wool Mizzou fan, mm-hmm. and I would still root for Mizzou as their coach. Right. But I would, <laughs> I would take the job. I mean, how much are you paying Hugh Freeze? Four, four, four or five million dollars. Yeah. five million dollars. I'll do it. Sure, why yeah. not? How do you think that would go? I don't know. How would that go? Well, thanks for coming in here, young man. Why don't you have yourself a seat down. Thanks for coming on a long trip down to Oxford, Mississippi. Well, thank you for having me. Well, what do you say? What's your name? here? Colin Anthony. We appreciate you making the trip for this interview. Can I interest you in something to drink? Would you like yourself a, a mint julep or a mason jar full of corn mash? Uh, do you have any diet soda? A diet soda? Uh, we, we don't. We have Coke here. We, we have four or five different types of Coke. We have uh, Coke, Coke. Uh, looks like we have Coke and Coke. Can I interest you in one of those? Yeah, I guess just give me a Coke. That's an excellent choice, yeah. You might be a good fit here down here in Oxford, Mississippi. So, uh, I'm looking on your resume here. It says you're from Missouri, way up north in Yankee country. Um, You know, this is SEC football land here, and uh, I don't know what a Missouri boy know much about the SEC, son. Can you tell me about that? Well, I think I could do the job just as well as uh, um, a person uh, from the South. Yeah. I feel like I have credentials that. Uh, well, but you're from Missouri. You don't you would know nothing about SEC football. I, I'd like to point out that while Missouri did not secede from the Union, hmm. we didn't necessarily outlaw slavery either. So well, that's, I'm going to throw that out there. That's a fine point, young man. But tell me how <laughs> anyone in Missouri who's probably never heard of the SEC we have a we have a team. Hmm. M- the Missouri Tigers play. Well, I've on, never heard of SEC. them you what conference they in? They're in the they're in they're in the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. Some Missouri in the, in the East, no, but Missouri's west of here. No, they're in the Eastern Conference. What conference again was that? <laughs> the SEC, sir. Oh no, the SEC, <laughs> I, feel like the, I feel like I feel like I'm confused. Hmm. You, you're the AD here at. Oh, that's right. Yeah, habita go ribs. <laughs> you're not aware that Missouri. Missouri is a team in the SEC conference. Well, see, so S-E part of SEC is southeastern, and uh, Missouri is up there north in Yankee Country. It's up there, not uh, Connecticut and Maine. You know, <laughs> that's it, that's actually up there f- where the northern aggression happened. <laughs> I feel like it's a little, little further north mm. and east. Than Missouri but I, I, I'll be honest with you I don't pay attention to A lot Let's of things Let's put that, that behind her. us Okay I yeah don't, we're, we're I, don't want, I, don't the, I don't want the geography Of where I'm from mm-hmm. To play a part of no, this you're, No you're right You're absolutely right Let's talk about football Believe, Please I know so, a lot about uh, football Tell me a little bit About what, what kind of coach Would you be what, 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 You know Because we've had Some troubles here in the past I'm going to go lie to you So what, what would you bring Well I think First and foremost Integrity to the program mm-hmm. I know it was, What was that again Integrity in- well, I, got a, I got a couple problems With that Okay. First, first of all, that word is way more than two syllables, and um, so I do not know it. I've never heard of that word. Secondly, is I've never heard of that word. <laughs> well, in- integrity means that I'm I'm a stand up guy. You know, mm-hmm. I I do things the right way. I'm honest and hardworking, and and those well, sorts. of I, that things. That really doesn't play into football coaching down here in Oxford, Mississippi. Um, <clears throat> I don't I see say, how that applies. Uh, I am willing to pay players. Well, well I like to hear that. Yeah, we like to pay our players lots of money. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I like to fuck whores. hmm Well, let me ask you this. hmm Do you tell people about your religion? Um, no. W- I could. I, I could, could actually. Christian is a big deal down here, son. No, yeah, I'm, is- I actually was raised Catholic. Oh. What you were? What's that? You're I, a was a, I was Papist. I was Papist. No, 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 no. I, I meant, I, I tripped over my words. I meant Southern Baptist. Oh, Southern Baptist. thank goodness. Well, we, it doesn't really matter what you are. It just matters what you tell people you are. That's sure. what's important. No, I feel like that's I, I've, I've gleaned that from mm. from uh, mm-hmm. Old Miss's mm-hmm. program. Sure, sure. Now there's a couple things we need you to do. We need you to beat Bama. Okay. Can, that's... You, do, can you promise me you're gonna beat Bama? Uh. How much does this job pay? Oh, we're going to pay you $4.2 million a year. Absolutely. I promise you, I will be Alabama. <laughs> that's, that's what I like to hear. I tell you what, we really don't like them tied, you know, mm-hmm. and we got to plan every year. And that tells you they can be tough. Uh, so if you can promise me that, that's a one good check mark off your list, even for a oh, Missouri boy up there north. Um, okay. Again, so- it's not that far north. Um, anyway. Okay. Well, again, we've, we're going off the rails here a little bit. Uh, the next thing I would like to ask you is uh, the SEC. West, which is where we are We're, we're far west in Mississippi uh, According to SEC Geographic And uh, we haven't won that In some time, and we had a wonderful Coach, we had to, we had to get rid of him Because the press was awful mean to him But uh, we'd like To win that West title again Can you do that for us? Uh, um, uh, how much does the job pay again? That's, that's, that's $4.2 million Now keep in mind, that is more if you, if you took all the residents of Mississippi, mm-hmm. oh, God-fearing residents of Mississippi, you combine all their salaries for a one year, it would not equal what we were going to pay you in a single year. Yes, I promise I will win the SEC West. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, you, you sound like you know what you're talking about, and I'll tell you that. And Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you like to eat? What, what's your favorite types of food? You like, you like corn pone? <laughs> uh I don't I don't know what that is, sir. <laughs> you just joshing me, you know, yeah, of course you like corn bone. Everybody like cornbone. Um, I don't know. I mean uh you know, I like uh, tacos and uh, what? <laughs> what's a taco? Never mind. Uh I I I'd say my favorite fast food restaurant is Chipotle. Mm. I, you keep using these funny words, and I don't know how oh, well that's gonna play down here. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, mm. I like Huddle House and oh, Zaxby's boy. I tell you I do too. Well, now you speak my language, boy. Uh nice iced tea. Maybe I'll put a little sip a little something, a little liquid courage in there with that but oh boy, them mashed potatoes and biscuits, that's good on some Zaxby's. I, I I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, fella. Well you know, I think we're going to be in touch. We've got a few people we'd like to interview. Uh, with, uh, a I saw Lane Kiffin in the waiting room. Is he here for the job? Well, we'd like to talk to him about it. You know, he coached in, his, uh, in the SEC before. You guys realize be- he's a really bad coach, though, right? Well, but uh, did you hear the part where he's coached in the SEC before? Yeah, but he's never done any good at it. Well, but he's, he's like coached in the SEC before. Been. Yeah. But, sir, well, I mean, I feel like, listen.
0: Mhm. Well, know, but
1: there's another fellow out there. He's, uh, he, he's a guy, he's got his name Kelly, something chip Kelly. No, I didn't I didn't see him out there. Well, we called him several times. No, no, I didn't see him. Well, I I tell you what. I, I, saw, I saw I saw Lane Kiff and that's the only person I saw. Mhm. Yeah. What was he doing out there? He was uh texting uh Nick Saban's daughter. Mm. Well, we don't have much problem with that You know, as long as you tell people that you're a good Christian You can do all kinds of things but, uh, Makes sense yeah. You ever been to the Grove? Um, no Oh boy, it's a, it's a tailgate You got chandeliers hanging from them tailgates You know, we don't always win the football games But boy, God, we win them tailgates I tell you that much Tell me, how do you feel about the Manning family? Oh, um, they're, they're, they're a fine family Oh, they're the finest good, family good, good football players Oh boy, not just good, they're fine men They're the best men, as no, a matter of fact I mean, I mean, I don't want to say the best men No, well, there's the there's good lord himself Then there's Mr. Archie Manning Okay And then, of course, there's Jefferson Beauregard Davis <laughs> End of list <laughs> From the Civil War? The former well, we president. don't like to call it that. It's a war of northern aggression. We just get peacefully farming our crops, just trying to mind our business, raise our own families, like good Christian men. <laughs> and then them okay. Yankees, like you, Missouri fellows, Again, mm. I, I feel like that's a stretch. Mm. I mean, listen, I'm I'm proud to be called a Yankee. Mm. If it means I'm not part of the Confederacy necessarily, mm. but I, I feel like you're mischaracterizing Missouri just a little bit. We've we've got a lot of backwards ass rednecks. Mm. As anybody, I feel like. Sure, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh in the interviews, sir. Yeah, I, I don't know what like you're like, laughing at. I don't What's so like funny dragging. about that I feel like we're not. I feel like we're hitting it off. I really feel like this is a job oh, that I oh, could take. I will tell you what, son, we uh, will. We are going to talk to Mr. Kiffin out there, and I tell you, I'm not going to lie. He stands a good I did, shot. I don't. He stands a good I shot. I really wish I could. I could. I. I mean, he w- He got fired from the NFL. I got. Uh-huh. He got fired from USC. Oh, we'll fire him. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. I I guess okay. Don't use the Lord's name son. Oh boy. I'm sorry, sir. I could you just maybe hire me first and then maybe try Lane Kiffin later after I mean you just you just admitted you're just could probably end up firing him anyway. Okay, you know what? One year at four point two million dollars that would like make my life. Well and I can lie about being a Christian and stuff as much as as well as anybody. So you're not a Christian? No 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 I'm super Christian, I'm just saying I could if that was what the job needed to to, to lie about. Well, know, we don't necessarily virtue, th- th- you know what I mean? th- what's that word again? You know what? I got to go. Um good luck with your hire. You're hired.
0: <laughs> Woo-hoo!
1: And uh I think that is exactly how that would go, Colin. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. Mhm. So I uh... You know, I hope you get it. I hope you do. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've had the practice now. I, You know, downside, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be hard to do a Mizzou football podcast if mm-hmm. I'm coaching Ole Miss. Yeah. Well, just tell people you didn't do it. I could phone it in. mm mm-hmm. you know. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. Colin, I think um, after after that little exercise and mm-hmm. uh, the study of SEC football sure. and uh, the life of Hugh beauregard Freeze, <laughs> <laughs> it's time we do something important. It's something that we do. Every show, it's time for Kansas News. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas sunshine,
0: sunflowers, and sons of bitches. This is Kansas News.
1: First story Kansas man injured when dumpster emptied into garbage truck. So, Colin, I feel like we've had a lot of stories about. People doing something, getting injured, having intercourse, doing all kinds of things in dumpsters in Kansas. Sure. There seems to be a pattern here. Uh, this comes oh, to us it, from. When you can't find a double sided corrugated box, Brendan. You got to live somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, From Wichita, authorities say a man who was apparently sleeping in a dumpster in Wichita uh, was injured when a large metal trash bin was emptied into the garbage truck. What the hell were they putting it in there for? (laughs) No. Uh, The man was sent to the hospital after the accident shortly before 8 a.m. Wednesday. He probably just assumed it was a dead body, but Mm. the guy was sleeping. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's bodies all the time that get dumped (laughs) into the garbage truck. Yeah, what do you do with your babies? (laughs) Good God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, at Wednesday, outside of an apartment complex, though his medical status was not immediately clear, the man's name was not released. You know, just your typical Kansas dumpster story. Sure. Warning issued for three Kansas lakes because of harmful algae. A public health warning has been issued for three lakes, in addition to watches for five lakes due to harmful algae blooms. If a lake is under a public health warning for blue-green algae, boating, and fishing may still be safe mm, according good. to the kansas department of health and environment however direct contact with water through activities like wading or swimming is strongly discouraged for people pets and livestock harmful algae blooms can produce toxins that poison humans fish seabirds livestock wildlife and household pets according- I mean, a reference a story we've had several times over the past seasons, Brennan, Where Kansas has basically dumped gallons and 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 gallons of fecal matter into their lakes and rivers. Is blue algae some sort of byproduct of this? I don't know if there's a connection, but one has to guess. It says these blooms can develop rapidly and float around the lake. If there is scum, a paint-like surface, or water in bright green, people should avoid contact and keep pets away. The following precautions come from the Kansas Department of Health and Environment. I would encourage all Kansas residents to swim it up. (laughs) It says, Lake water is not safe to drink for pets or livestock. Lake water, regardless of blue-green algae status, should never be consumed by humans. Not in the state of Kansas. They've got to tell them that. Yeah, uh, Water contact should be avoided. Fish may be eaten as long as they're rinsed with clean water and only the fillet portion is consumed. While well, let's be honest. The skin. only thing that uh, fish are rinsed with in Kansas is monster energy drink. That's true. Uh, it says do not allow pets to eat dried algae. And if lake contacts <laughs> skin, wash Clean with clean water as soon as possible. The Center for Disease Control. <laughs> this is your lake. This is the their their lakes. You That's wash right. yourself immediately. Yes, the Center for Disease Control said warning about bathing in affected water is not necessary <laughs> due of course, to where Kansans. Else would you bathe? <laughs> it's not necessary due to the fact that Kansans do not bathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if they do, they've got one of those big metal wash tubs they fill up <laughs> once a month. Yeah, with, and a big brush know? they yeah. scratch their back with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kansas lawmaker boasts about harassing man in a skirt who turned out to be a woman. (laughs) Kansas lawmaker Francis Auerkamp posted on his Facebook page this week railing against what he called the taxpayer-funded homosexual agenda after LGBTQ students visited the Capitol. Strangely, however, the first-term lawmaker ranted about the teachers who brought the students to the building to talk to their representatives. I explained my clear position that a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and marriage is between a man and a woman. And this is a reality that we cannot change, he wrote in the newsletter. The teachers, one of whom was a man wearing a skirt identified as a woman, quickly led the students away. However, Upon investigation, the only transgender teacher in attendance was wearing pants and never spoke to Our camp. The person Our camp was referring to, who was wearing a skirt, was born a woman, and does not identify as transgender. This is Our camp's first year in office. When asked for comment on how he knew the man in a skirt was, in fact, a man, he responded, I've been suppressing my sexual urges for men for 30 years, and I was definitely sexually attracted to those legs. Had to be a man in a skirt. That's sinful, and so was my erection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. can't well, argue with that logic. no you sure can't you <laughs> sure can't yeah so that's where you have a quick outing of kansas news today so colin that's about it i guess the other news it's not really that big of a deal but uh they the tailgates this year at the each and every football game mizzou's going to try a thing now where they're going to have a uh, tailgate concert to uh, ramp uh, people up and get excited about uh mizzou football so there's going to be uh the so gym gen- won't have to just simply rely on hardcore hard liquor now <laughs> that's right there'll be the gin blossoms mm. and a country star named david nail he's one of the guys who are going to be uh he's, performing that's, that's definitely a name yeah that's a person and so uh <laughs> yeah i mean it'll be fun i think you sure. know it'll uh, add some excitement to the tailgates but other than that i think we've pretty much wrapped it up for the day yeah hey uh mazzotcast fans if mm-hmm. uh well, send us your emails at uh mazodcast at com, mm-hmm. or uh, leave us an itunes review we always appreciate that we know we've got some new listeners. Uh, every show seems to garner more and more uh, listenership. So uh, go feel free to leave us an iTunes review. Tweet us at the Twitter site. You might also notice on our Twitter that we have uh, released a video, kind of a promotional video for the Mazodcast. I invite all of you to go look at it. I, me and Brendan put a lot of hard work into it, and it, uh, I think it exemplifies all that is Mazodcast. Colin, you you brought you reminded me of something. Yeah, uh, we just had a quick email to read. Uh, we got a, we got an email, sort of unsolicited. If this means I get to hear the mailbag song, Brennan, go for it. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it
0: comes, I wanna wail.
1: Yeah you love that song I do well Alex emailed us and he said uh, he reminded me when you were bringing out the email address do you guys listen to the championship drive podcast they had OSU's head coach on and he mentioned his confidence in everyone's favorite ex-offensive coordinator Josh Henson as his O-line coach I'm guessing Mike Gundy didn't watch much Mizzou football also as everyone outside of Mississippi surprised Hugh Freeze was dumb enough to use the university phone to call hookers man he threw you guys a meatball <laughs> that's why I wanted to read that yeah, email. He certainly did. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, go ahead and place all your bets in Vegas that Oklahoma State will win under three games. Well, they may win more games than that, but if can you is there like a prop bets where you can bet against their offensive line? Mm, I wish there. I, I mean, you're uh, talking uh, about we're talking about Josh Henson here. That's right. The
0: football is
1: brown. That's the guy. That's him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess he's the O line coach at Oklahoma State now. Landed on what his. We talking feet? about retreads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow. Anybody can get a job in college football. So you got a good shot. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching my phone. Trust me. And, and so the latter part of that question, I think we handled the, I think we covered quite a bit of the uh, Hugh Free situation yeah. for a good 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, he we, absolutely throws meball yeah. He is a, he's a rancid hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And, um, and false I, I, pious yeah, jerk. Exactly. Yeah. I just I want to clarify: we are both God fearing men, and uh, we have nothing against religion. What We have a problem with is false piety. That's right, and all, all things represented by Hugh Freeze. So uh, yeah, we're going to come back to you. It's weeks away now from college football, so we're going to get really get into lots of episodes of the podcast We're going to. It's going to be so nice. We're going to you know, get back to the regular format. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about a football game that actually happened that we got to watch. Mm-hmm. We're going to look forward to the next week's game. Yep, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to go around the horn with the SEC. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Paul Feinbott. Oh, I can't wait. And uh, we're going to name you know the Kurt Farmer's hair player of the game. We're mm-hmm. going to name the T.J. Moe Douche of the Week. All those things. All those things are coming at you, fans. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Yeah. Well, until then, Colin, I'm going to sign off. This has been the Mazzotcast, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. End of list.